welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. Today I'd like to welcome our guest, Monica, from the United States, who takes LDN for a rare autoimmune disease called relapsing polychondritis. Thank you for joining us, Monica. Sure, happy to be here. Thank you. So for people who don't know what the condition is, could you explain what it is, first of all? Sure. So relapsing polychondritis is a, as you said, rare autoimmune disease that attacks the cartilage within the human body. The most prevalent sign is inflammation and pain in the cartilage of the ears, but as the disease progresses, it attacks cartilage within the joints and potentially can attack the cartilage within the heart or or the lungs and uh, result in uh, fatality at that point. Mm-hmm. And when were you diagnosed with it? I was diagnosed with it in 2018. Okay. And how did it manifest itself initially? Well, we initially thought that it manifested itself in swelling and inflammation and pain in the cartilage of my ears. But it turns out after a couple of years and many specialists and lots and lots of tests that it probably originated a couple of years prior to my official diagnosis and originated in my kidneys. So I had started um, probably back in 2016, 2017, um, experiencing foam in my urine. And I went to a nephrologist who told me that my kidneys were breaking down. Basically, um, the network within my kidneys was was, um, not functioning correctly. It wasn't filtering protein correctly, resulting in proteinuria. Um, But they could not find a cause. I did not have kidney disease. I do not have diabetes. I didn't have any other signs of kidney failure. Um, So they were perplexed. But still, my proteinuria the rates or the levels were two and a half times higher than normal um, for the average adult. So that really probably was the the genesis of the disease, but um, didn't get that diagnosis of relapsing polychondritis until my ears became involved. And um, it would really swell up. For for folks who are familiar with boxers or boxing, there's something called cauliflower ear. (laughs) You get hit too many times in the ear, your ear gets all puffy and swollen. And mine started to look like that. And so my GP sent me to um, an autoimmune specialist, and they are the, the, that's the individual who diagnosed me with uh, RP, as we call it. And uh, he said I was only the second person he'd ever seen in his 30-year practice who actually had it, which was a rare and unwelcome distinction. Mm, yes. So apart from the swelling and the pain, um, at that point of diagnosis, you know, what was your life like? I mean, did it affect you in other ways as well? Yes. So after 
before we figured out how to control it, after my ears started swelling, uh, which would take weeks to go down, the ear swelling itself was extremely painful. It got to the point where I couldn't you know, even push my ear, my hair behind my ears because it was too painful. I couldn't sleep on my side because my ears were too painful. Um, it even hurt to put clothing on over my head. Um, I couldn't wear hats, etc. And then I started to get inflammation in the joints of my fingers. Um, I also had uh, an inflammation of unknown origin of my left knee. Uh, the cartilage in, in there, it swelled up to the size of, I don't know, about a, the size of a baseball or a softball. Um, and the, it, these things just kept happening, kept happening. Nobody could figure out what, what was causing it. Even after I had the polychondritis um, diagnosis, they still weren't willing to say, uh, yes, that's part of it. They were just kind of saying, oh, well, you're getting older. Oh, maybe it's arthritis. Oh, maybe it's, you know, they tested me probably half a dozen times for lupus because mm -hmm. nobody knows about RP and how to treat it. So that was, that was my journey. Right. Well, it, that must have impacted quite heavily on your life. If you're not sleeping properly, um, that pulls you down after a while anyway, doesn't it? When you're really um, that tired and in pain. So yeah. once you were diagnosed, even though you were still having all these other issues, what was the treatment plan? What did they do to try and help the situation? Well, obviously, the short term was treatment with steroids. And I was just not, um, I wasn't happy with that. And neither was my doctor, because obviously, there are severe um, potential uh, you know, outcomes with long-term steroid use that you just want to avoid if at all possible. But you know, topical things didn't work. Um, and you know, things, simple things like ibuprofen or um, acetaminophen just did not control the, the, the extremity of the swelling. Um, so after we got to the point where my hand would swell up to the to the extent that I was unable to use a keyboard, which is critical for my work, they decided it was time to put me on some kind of, of immune drug, right? Immune suppressant drug or uh, immune support drug. Um, so <clears> that we looked at the options, and uh, I didn't, I didn't like what I saw. <laughs> I mean, there was the the drugs that they offered to me were pretty scary. You know, and, and some of them had a potential side effect of cancer. And, and I said, you know, I, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. And so we started me on uh, Plaquenil, some people know as hydro, hydroxychloroquine. Um, and that kind of worked. It kind of helped, but it didn't eliminate the flares. And I still had to do courses of steroids in amongst the Plaquenil, um, and it, it just was an imperfect solution. So I went looking myself for other alternatives and, and other specialists who weren't in the mainstream. Mm -hmm. And how easy was it to find an LDN prescriber? Well, um, it wasn't very easy. I probably went through three or four physicians uh, or naturopaths. 
Um, but when I eventually did find someone, um, and I, I found I found out about LDN actually doing a, a Google search, uh, and then I came up with your website. So I have to give you uh, props for that. Thank you so much for for making this available to people like me. Uh, but the the practitioner I spoke with said, you need to try LDN. You need to give it a shot. And I had never heard of it before. Um, and then when I, I did a little research, I was like, okay, I don't know about this, right? But she said very low dose LDN will help calm your immune system, which is currently attacking itself. It doesn't even recognize the body, right? Um, and so I, I decided to, to give it a try. And I started on two milligrams a day. Didn't really see much difference. Um, then I changed to 2.5. was better, but not, not what we wanted. And so ultimately we landed on three milligrams a day, and it's, it's been wonderful. Wow. And how long ago was that? I think I started taking it um, in... 20, I, I would say late 2020 or early 2021. Mm-hmm. So a good year now. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So once you got onto uh, a reasonable dose and you found that it was helping, what were the first things that you noticed? Definite reduction in flares. Well, that's what I call them, flares, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because when my joints flare up, then um, that's, that's when I know I have a problem. And um, pardon me, I have a frog in my throat. Um, that, was, that was key to me, to be able to be more free with what I was doing, to be able to travel without worrying about having a flare, carrying steroids with me. Um, so yes, the, the main thing was the reduction in flares, and then ultimately um, my, my victory, <laughs> had been a little victory dance in the doctor's office, was about three months ago, I visited my nephrologist, we did our standard testing, and he said, your kidneys are fine, you have wow. no issues with your kidneys anymore. Oh, so. that's amazing. I know, I know. I'm very happy. Wow. Yes. So in the last six months, have you had any flares whilst being on LDN? I have, yes. But the flares are much reduced. And um, I would say I've had, in the last six months, I've had two flares. And it used to be that either my, all of my fingers would be involved or my entire ear would be involved. And now those flares, it was just a, a tiny little spot on the cartilage of my ear. And I just took some ibuprofen. Um, and I should point out that I still do take Plaquenil. But remember, the Plaquenil was not controlling the flares entirely. Um, but... Yeah, just a little bit of ibuprofen and the flare, the tiny flare disappeared in about two days. Wow, that's amazing. So all your joints generally feel, I would say, normal, if you know what I mean. (laughs) You know, where you don't notice that there is an issue with any of your joints now. Yes, yes, I would definitely say that. Oh, that's fantastic. 
I know. It's made a huge difference. Mm. And to have your kidneys have a clean bill of health, I mean, that's that's got to mean a lot to you. Um, you, you need your kidneys. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. It does. So it when has you a tremendous ha- impact. <laughs> when you have an autoimmune disease, you can have lots of other symptoms as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, brain fog, chronic fatigue, as well as pain. Did you experience mm-hmm. anything else other than the swelling and the pain? I would, yes, I, I definitely experienced brain fog um, and fatigue was was definitely an element. Um, there would be days, you know, thank, I never thought I would say this, but thank goodness for COVID because I was working from home and there would be days when I would be so exhausted that I just had to lay down. I had to lay down on the couch for even five minutes between calls because I, I just could not keep my eyes open any longer. I'd get to the point where I'd be sitting on calls and I'd be digging my nails into my palms to keep myself awake. Um, and that would be, you know, it would coincide with those major flares. Um, but, you know, after after the, um, the LDN, um, I don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. I can remember those days of actually talking to people or listening to people talking to me and not being mm-hmm. able to keep awake and fall asleep. Yeah, because it's the same as you were saying, where you just can't keep your eyes open. You, you're trying to fight it, and it's it just comes over you like a wave, and you you can't fight it. It just it just happens, and it's horrible. But uh, I I'm, know this feels like it's dragging you down. And yes, your your eyelids are are just weighted by fifty pound <laughs> weights. Yeah. I've been there. It's not easy. So did you change anything else as well as, you know, did you alter your diet? Did you take any vitamins, minerals, supplements, that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I definitely cleaned up my diet. So I uh, don't eat dairy. um, I don't eat eggs. I only eat clean meat. So I only eat meat that's organic, humanely raised, uh, only only local sources of meat. Um, and I avoid, you know, as much as I can, preservatives and, and things like that. Um, I, but I still, you know, I live a pretty normal life. I, I can eat everything but the berry and the eggs. And um, I still love sweets. And uh, I've been known to have the odd uh, vodka and tonic every now and again. So... <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. So how many people have you met, you know, be it online, that have the same condition? I have met only two or three people, and I've heard of another two. So my in-laws met, they know about my condition. They met a lady at their church who had recently been diagnosed with it, and she was just incapacitated by it, crippled by it, all of her joints, she couldn't move any of them. I offered her, uh, you know, I was, I offered her information, you know, about my journey and, and what had worked for me. And um, she, 
she wasn't open to receiving it at, at that point, and perhaps someday she will be, but um, it really, really was. Um, it's eye-opening to see how many people experience it in different ways. You know, one woman I, I saw online, she said it was only her hands. It was just her hands that would swell up to balloons. Um, and then another person I was chatting with said um, it was their ears. It was their ears, but it was both at the same time, whereas mine would be kind of one or the other. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just very strange. And so little is known about the disease and why it happened. I mean, I don't have a history of autoimmune disease in my family. Um, yeah, it's, it's odd. And it's very difficult when you talk to somebody with a condition. I mean, I have multiple sclerosis and mm -hmm. talk to other people that have it and talk about LDN. Some people are very mm -hmm. open to investigating, doing their own research. And some people mm -hmm. are very adamant that if it doesn't come from their doctor, the suggestion, um, they're not interested and you can't force people, you know, like this lady you were talking about. If they're not ready, they're not ready. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn to accept their decision, even if you would like to help and are not being able to, which is <laughs> difficult sometimes. But it's it, it, learning to walk away in situations, not to upset somebody if they really don't want to go down that road you have to accept it's their choice. Yeah, yeah. And that is difficult, you know, especially when I've had such success with it. You know, I'm very fortunate, knock on wood, and, and very um, grateful. But I just, <laughs> with her, I just wanted to say, look, it can be so much better. But, mm. yeah, you're right. People aren't ready for it, then it's best to just let them find their path. Exactly. Well, thank you very much for sharing your experience with us today. I mean, what a remarkable story. And I love the fact that your kidneys are fine. You know, that is such a big deal. I mean, it's nice not to have the pain and the swelling and the inflammation. Um, mm -hmm. But for your kidneys to be fine, you know, you are in a good place. I mean, could you tell us, Monica, how old you are? Yes, I'm 49. Okay, still a youngster. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it depends. depends on who you talk to. Some days I feel older, some days I feel younger. But yeah, it's, it is. That's, that's another thing that my doctors have told me. It's very unusual for someone my age to experience this. So um, again, another distinction I'd rather not have. But yes. I'm grateful for where I am. And how old was this other lady you were talking about who wasn't ready to listen? Was she a similar age? Oh, no, she was older. I, I would guess, I mean, I didn't ask her how old she was. I would guess she was in her late 50s, maybe early 60s. Right. So, yeah. Well, well harder, you know. Mm, yeah. Mm. Well, once again, thank you very much, and I hope you can continue to have such great success. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity to tell my story. And again, thank you for the website and all of the information. Um, I really do think you helped save my life.
standing. Well, thank you very much. You take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.